but the reality of it is, is, is everybody's on this race to zero and we're trying to, you know, quantify what's going to be the next big thing. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Payments Innovation Podcast um, with me, Rich Arundel from Currency Cloud. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Jeff Scanlon, um, who is president and CEO of Payment Earth. Jeff, great to have you here. Thanks, Richard. Richard. So listen, just for the listeners, why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction about, about you and about Payment Earth themselves? Yeah, sure. Yeah, no sure. problem. Um, I basically have uh, been in the middle market foreign exchange uh, realm, if you will, since about 1989. I have a long, long time kind of a fossil in this whole uh, in this whole industry, if you will. I got started with a company uh, called Roosh International, which has uh, been bought out and bought over many times since. Um, basically selling foreign exchange to uh, businesses in the United States. I ended up running their California branch uh, for them and worked for them for about nine years before going to work for a company called Commonwealth Foreign Exchange when uh, they were about one year old and uh, quickly became their top salesperson over there and worked there for 18 years. Um, about two years ago, I made the decision uh, with uh, another associate from there to start Payment Earth uh, in order to bring what we feel was uh, transparent pricing to the uh, to middle market, small and middle market businesses in the United States. So you're showing your age there, Jeff, um, but certainly a um, <laughs> <laughs> certainly an industry veteran. Um, so, so I'm, about- I'm young at heart, Richard. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, so listen, talk to us about that journey kind of going from from Rouge and then to, to Commonwealth to kind of the, the big leap, I guess, to setting up on your own with one of your associates um, and setting up. Yeah. Kind of- you know, when I was when I was with both of those firms, um, quickly, I, I sort of started selling from that whole transparent price angle that, you know, my my entire company is founded on. And the the internet coming, you know, sort of up and, and FX rates being available, you know, sort of interbank being available to the masses. When when that hit, it became a real nice selling tool for us because, you know, now everybody could go on, see what the, you know, the interbank trading price was. And it was very easy to sort of, you know, go after bank clients, if you will, and other FX company clients that, you know, were doing the old, uh, the old bait and switch, you know, companies would, you know, get on board starting to buy foreign exchange with a with a large commercial bank they think oh i'm getting fantastic rates and then over time you know they would would find out especially with my nudge that you know their rates weren't so good after all and uh and basically it it was just a real simple formula hey why don't you log on to you know cnn why don't you log on to bloomberg what does the spot price say oh it says this well if i show you how to do the math you know on a fair price it's going to save you about you know two-thirds what you're paying now and i'll provide that on uh, you know on every trade you do and every trade you do going forward and um it's a it's a methodology that you know caught on and it, it worked really really well um and then you know and then you add things like you know online platform uh online platforms you know and and things with the the fintech revolution if you will and and they just go hand in hand 
So that's interesting. I mean, that, that's the classic pitch, I guess, from someone who, who wants to win some business. Of, you know, I'll, I'll promise you the world. I'll bring you on at a, at a tight spread. But I guess over time, as you build up that trust, maybe that, that kind of transparency goes away a little bit. So I guess what you guys are, are selling is, you know, I guess the lifetime um, of, of a customer you're saying that you'll go in, you'll do some analysis on what prices they're paying, and by pushing them through to this fun, kind of fully transparent online platform, that, that they know whether they're speaking to you guys or just going online, that they're going to get that transparency all the way through. You know, I one of the things that I've done with people, sort of, um, which I think makes it really, really clear cut, is I show them how to do the math, and then I tell them, you know what, why don't you do this? Go on one of these, you know, national news sources, which obviously I'm not controlling the interbank price on. You do the math. You then log into my online platform and get a quote. You'll see that it's going to be, you know, pretty much right on the button. Or, or I have some people that still to this day they'll give me a phone call and say, "Hey, Jeff, I'm looking to buy." you know, X amount of euro and I see the spot price is this and the math you promised me is this. And I say, you know what, so-and-so, you're absolutely right. Let's do the deal. And uh, I don't know how to be much more transparent than that. Okay. And then listen, I understand this in this industry, but perhaps from some of our listeners who aren't aware of services like you guys, what's the real benefit? I mean, apart from the transparency angle, what's the benefit of your service over, for example, a bank? I mean, can't, can't banks offer this transparency? Wouldn't they do that? I, I think they certainly could, and it's not to say that you know. Let's face it: if a if a large commercial bank wants to step up and uh, you know and, and crush all of us on exchange spreads, they probably can do so. Um, but the reality of it is, is that one, we're going to offer you know we still offer a really good customer service uh, angle, which which I also think we should come full circle and and say that that's a that's a big advent that's a big advantage to um, some of the fintech companies that are out there now I think a lot of fintech is you know hey we've got this great technology but um, man we really really don't want you to have to speak to a person um, but getting back to your question I think one we can offer an excellent level of customer service that's just you know unparalleled compared to you know calling into a major bank two I haven't seen too many banks um, I, I mean, I think I, I think fintech has done a remarkable thing for moving us towards transparency, um, and I think a lot of you know customer, you know, a lot of companies, you know, TransferWise and various other um, uh, companies are starting to really, really, you know, bring an emphasis on that. But the reality of it is, in the you know the trillion dollar banking industry. Um, it, the banks aren't quick to want to, um, you know, tap into their their spreads that they've been getting year in and year out. So I, I do think, you know, com- a common sense conversation is something that you can have a whole lot easier with us um, than you than you can with a commercial bank. You know, I think I think you're right. It's a really interesting space, and I think, and I guess the other point here is um, you have a, a relatively kind of small operation, which means you don't have the operation expense that a bank may have. So therefore, not only are you offering this transparency, but you, know, you can afford to offer a more competitive rate of exchange because your expenses aren't as high. So I'd say more than a small. I, I, I hate to call us a small operation because hopefully uh, we won't stay that way for very long. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the reality of it is, is yeah, we're we're specialists. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna offer you your line of credit. Um, you know, and and sell you a home loan and various other things that you know a, a bank has multiple departments that they can you know certainly uh, certainly help you with. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to do your foreign exchange and we're going to do it exceedingly well. Now, one of the things where 
I think we also differentiate ourselves a little bit as we're, you know, we do offer things like forward contracts and, you know, the ability for, um, for you know, for hedging strategies, if you will. And, and that's a very, very interesting space because I think that while we, while we're moving so much towards doing, you know, FX online and, and, you know, seamless, transparent transactions that, you know, are, take a couple seconds to handle. I think when you're still a smaller, medium-sized business and you're, you know, you're importing your product and you're pricing your product or you're pricing, you know, the, the service that you're providing, um, it, there, there can be a little bit of a, a consultative um, approach that still needs to happen. And um, we're able to offer that as well. So I, I think, I think Payment Earth is kind of the best of both worlds. Okay, so you see, so you're kind of taking the best of fintech in terms of uh, the ability to offer transparency from the customer service side of things, but still have that human approach. So if someone does want to phone in, they're not just a number; you know, they're, they're, they're a customer of yours, and you you can walk them through their strategies and explain to them. As I said, you can point them in the right direction if they want to validate the the rate. But this is someone to to actually speak to who's a valid customer of, of Payment Earth. Yeah, I think I think you can have it both ways. I mean, I think you can still, yeah, we can still speak to you about your hedging strategies and what have you, but we can still give you a really good, simple to use online platform that allows you to, you know, sort of do your bread and butter tra- uh, transfers in a couple clicks of the button. And then, you know, as we as we mature as a company as well, we're getting more into the, um, you know, the integration with accounting platforms and uh, uh, being able to, you know, batch upload, uh, you know, multiple. Batch beneficiaries and things like that. So um, that again, that's kind of my goal, and maybe that's aging me a little bit. But I, I, I like to think that we can we can sort of provide both you know both sides of the coin, if you will. So, so you mentioned kind of the the, the core market there of kind of SMBs. Is that are those the types of markets that you're going after? Is that your kind of ideal customer that can benefit from from your service? Yeah, I mean, everybody, I think everybody wants to have a, you know, a shopping cart customer, if you will. And it seems to be such the uh, sort of, in some respects, the fintech rage, you know, we've got to sign on your, you know, your, your person, that, your company that does 10,000 payments through a shopping cart or 30,000 payments through a shopping cart. And don't get me wrong, we all want, you know, I mean, I mean who doesn't want, you know, just, uh, you know, FX deals flowing through continuously. Um, but, but the reality of it is that the bread and butter for for payment earth is definitely sort of that small to, to mid-sized business um, that maybe has, you know, typical, you know, they may have daily or weekly or monthly needs, but it's recurring business. They're paying the same, you know, typical vendors overseas um, time in and time out. It's a good residual business for us, which allows us to offer, you know, again, that transparent spread. We're not trying to make, uh, you know, we're not trying to make the market on one deal. We're trying to get people, a you know, a good product that we, um, um, you know, we're profitable at a, at a reasonable level and they feel like they're getting a, you know, a good value by using us. Okay. So, and, and obviously you guys as payment specialists aren't, aren't necessarily unique in this space. And as a customer, they have options. They can go to someone like yourself, they could use a bank, but what would your advice be for a, an SMB looking um, at their FX exposure? What should, what should they look like, look for in a, in a provider? 
Well, I think I think first and foremost is they need to have you know an easy an easy trading uh, method, you know, and that could be you know as simple as calling into a broker desk, you know, and and being able to handle your transaction in thirty seconds. But let's face it, the wave of the future is definitely you know moving more towards doing everything online. So I think the ability to to enter things online, our our space was sort of the small to middle market business. We think a lot of these owners, you know, they're busy and they're on the run. Um, we're looking to develop an app that they can use, you know, on the fly. And, you know, I need to pay 30000 to, you know, this company and I pay it every single month. Um, we set it up with, you know, recurring features so that they can do that really, really simply. So I think they need to have, you know, just a simple interface or, you know, an, or a simple way to enter the, the transactions. Um, I know I beat transparency to death and it's, you know, it's everything that comes out of my mouth. But the reality of it is, is um, a simple interface doesn't do you any good if you got a great rate the first time you did a trade, and then over the long haul, you get completely ripped off. So if somebody isn't able to show you what spread they're charging you in the matter of about um, 30 to 60 seconds of the conversation, walk you through the math and make it simple, um, I would tell you to run. Um, because the reality of it is, is, you know, this isn't rocket science. This is a, you know, the simple mathematical equation to see if you're getting a good deal. And that good deal, you know, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be um, changing you know, as, as you get to be a better client, the deal shouldn't get worse for you. Yeah, it's, it's kind of reverse, right? I mean, if, if you yeah. trust and build up a book of customers, then they, they should, you know, this should be customer loyalty. And I guess the, the pitch exactly. as, as, as companies kind of push their customers online and they don't have that human interaction that they feel they might be able to squeeze a, a pip or two out of them just because they're you know, on the golf course wanting to do a, a transaction or if they're not at their desk and that has access to, you know, to Bloomberg or whatever it might be. And the reality of it is, is if it's set up proper from the get-go, um, you know, you can set up a client so that they're extremely happy, they're getting an extremely good deal, um, and, you know, and then they can make it simple, and they, they could be on the golf course if they want to be, or, you know, because they know they're going to get a fair deal, they've got a foolproof way to check it, and um, to me, to me, that seems like, I think a lot of the, the fintech companies right now, which, you know, I, I mean, I classify our, us as a fintech company as well, I mean, it's it's exactly what we're trying to grow, you know, and create. Um, but the reality of it is, is, is everybody's on this race to zero and we're trying to, you know, quantify what's going to be the next big thing, you know, uh, you know, uh, I mean, certainly blockchain is a huge thing that's coming down the pike um, or, or it's here, I guess. But, you know, the reality of it is, is that's going to rewrite our infrastructure and, um, you know, the way that we send payments. But at the end of the day, I think we still need to have, uh, you know, there's still going to be central banks that are are, you know, going to control currencies and what have you. I know, you know, if you, if you, you know, go on LinkedIn for 10 minutes and there's, there's plenty of, um, you know, FX utopia, if you will, of, you know, oh, we're going to get to a point where there's, uh, you know, zero exchange rate differentials. And, and I, I think Richard, you and I don't have enough time left on this planet that we're going to solve the, um, you know, various central banks getting along and, and creating that um, nirvana. I'm, I'm not saying it's never going to happen, but I, I think foreign exchange will be alive and well for a long time to come. And, um, you know, finding somebody that's going to do it from an ethical perspective is, um, is very important. Yeah. I think well, I got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're right. And, and certainly in our lifetimes. And I think, and I think certainly you know, from my experience, customers are, are happy to pay for a service. Not only that's what you're providing, as long as they know that it is ethical, that it is transparent, that it matches the market value, I guess. Uh, and that's what kind of yeah, I would agree. pitching. 
Okay. So I guess the other interesting thing from our customers is, is all well and good kind of talking about this, talking about savings. But when you pitch a customer, how much in, in reality could a customer save on their, on their cross-border payments with you guys? You know, I mean, I think it. I think it just depends. I, I think a lot of the, if you want to look at the FX traditional brokers of the last, you know, uh, fifteen years or so, I think most people in that space have probably averaged out to um, average profit margins of probably about 0.6 anyway. It's not to say that they're not. You know, some of these people are, you know, gouging people at a percent and a half, and some of them are giving, you know, freebies at about 0.2. But at the end of the day, the figure I've always heard kicked around, you know, for as long as I've been around is you know, if we can average 0.6, we're doing pretty good as a company. So, um, I so so if you're going up for us, if we're going up against other brokers and what have you, it's not it's not unheard of that we you know we hear oh that this guy got 0.8, this guy got 0.6, this guy got 0.3. Um, I think the the bigger angle with with sort of for us selling against those um, type of companies is to say that you know look if we if we tell you we're going to give you 0.4 or we tell you we're going to give you 0.5 or 0.6, it's actually what we're going to give you. And we're going to show you the tools to, um, you know, to do the math and make sure that we don't move that. So there's been many of people I've started speaking with, um, you know, that I, I, I almost get as excited when we talk to clients that are getting 0.2, because the reality of it is, is I know in most cases, they're probably getting a lost leader. And, and at some point, those spreads are going to be widened out. Now, now, if we're talking about commercial banks, it's it's a completely, you know, different ballpark. It, you know, if you're, if you're a super large company and you're, you know, making the bank, you know, a bunch of money in, in various other fees and various other places, you could very well get, you know, fantastic foreign exchange prices. And, um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm the first guy to tell somebody, hey, look, if, we, if, if we're going to review your payments and you're doing $30,000 a month and you're getting 0.4 and it doesn't ever move off of that 0.4, chances are um, that person, you should be that person's client. They're treating you fairly. You know, if, if we're doing some comparisons over a six-month period and one time you got 0.2 and the next time you got 1%, then I'm going, hey, you know what? These, these guys are fishing with the same old tired, you know, tired ethics and they're, they're giving you what they think they can get off you at the time. And, and, and that's the psychology that I try to, to get my customers to believe in. Let's step away from, let's step away from cookie cutter pricing um, and let's step away from, I feel like giving you this pricing today pricing and just give you some good common sense tools so that you can get on with, um, you know, with doing your business and making the business of, uh, you know, making profit on the food that you import or the, you know, the machinery you import or, or what have you. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. And a lot of these kind of finance directors or operational directors that you're speaking to, they don't necessarily have the time to call around three or four different providers kind of beating them up around an FX rate or um, doing some analysis every time they do a transaction. Um, as you said, it's not well, what, business. And what you just said right there is exactly the the whole mantra that you know bank FX and 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 FX brokers have built their careers off of. You know, is that hey, if I can just get this guy on board, he's going to get comfortable because you know he's got to get back to he's got to get back to doing the business of doing his business, and when he goes to sleep. Then we can spread out the, you know, we can spread out the prices, and and that's when we'll make our money. And uh, I, I don't know, that's just just to me is is completely unethical and a backwards way of doing things. Yeah, so this is like transparency as a service. If you wanted to put it into a fintech kind of word, uh, which I think is really good, it's something that 
you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about transparency in, in financial services. It sounds like this well, is... Well, seeing, seeing how you coined that phrase here today, I, I think uh, Payment Earth gets to use it first. <laughs> you can trademark that, no worries. <laughs> um, Perfect. I think, I think we're just about run out of time, but it's been really interesting talking to you guys, uh, to, to you, sorry. Um, I think what you guys are doing on the, the transparency side of things is really interesting. Um, it's something that I'm certainly passionate about. Um, and so I think this is... Um, been a, a fantastic podcast i think if if anybody's looking to speak to you guys they can reach you at paymentearth.com that would be the place fantastic well listen you've been listening to me rich arundel from currency cloud and again delighted to have been joined today by uh jeff scanlon ceo and president of payment earth jeff thank you yeah thank you richard Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.